ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Now, for the first time, or is it the first time? Um, Yes, it is the first time in uh, 2024. Here's Angela coming in New Zealand. Hello to you. Here I am, getting hello. excited. Hello, 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 hello. A big wedding coming up. Not mine. I did that a few no, years ago. No, Jacinda's getting married. Wow. We're so excited. After two <laughs> false starts, we have received the news. It's not official, but we're hoping when manifesting on our mood boards that yeah. it's correct that later this month, Jacinda Ardern, former Prime Minister of New Zealand, will wed her longtime love and fiance Clark Gayford no. after two false starts. Mm. So the news is that they're due to wed later this month at a vineyard in Hawke's Bay on the North Islands. So that would be New Zealand's equivalent perhaps to the Hunter Valley. Very lovely place to get married. Gotcha, yeah. So they're due to take the nuptials are due to take place at a secret location sometime in mid-January. So right. that's what we understand. There is a unnamed, very fancy winery in that region that is mysteriously fully booked out on the weekend of January 13. Mm. They're remaining tight-lipped <laughs> about whether or not they have a high-profile ride due to say I do that weekend. So all bets are on. So this has been a long time coming to Tim. They have been engaged since 2019. Obviously became engaged after the birth of their daughter, Neve Tiaroha, who was born while Jacinda was in office. They had two goes at it. The first time the wedding was postponed due to COVID lockdowns in New Zealand. And then the second time, even that was an even more high-profile postponement, was in January 2022, which mm. only seems like yesterday, but now it's 2024, so it was a while ago now. Yeah. She had been due to marry in January 2022. Now, apparently it was all booked Guests were assembled. The flowers had been arranged. The dress was chosen. Lord New Zealand's songstress had flown in. Reports were to perform at the ceremony. And a COVID variant Omicron broke out and the (laughs) wedding had to be cancelled at the 11th hour. And the story goes, and Jacinda confirmed it later, and in an irony, too, the outbreak had occurred because of a wedding in Nelson in New Zealand. Guests had flown down from Auckland to Nelson for someone else's wedding, and that's what sparked the outbreak. And a flight attendant on Jacinda's plane as she was flying to her own wedding venue yeah. tested positive 30 minutes Mm. before Jacinda was due to walk down the aisle. And the finance minister, Grant Robinson, had to be the one Mm. to break the news to her. So 30 minutes, she was presumably sitting there all ready to go. All the guests were there. 
And Grant Robinson, her finance minister, said, I've just had a phone call. Oh, God. A flight attendant mm. on the flight you've just got off just tested positive. Uh, what do you want to do? Mm. And she did the right thing the as right per thing. Yep, yep, yep. Good. the rules of the day and she called the whole thing off and then had to front <laughs> the nation's <laughs> media to announce the country was going back into lockdown and all weddings were off, including her own. So oh. she had nerves of steel to do that, but she has finally got her happy ending. We have no more details. We don't know what she's wearing. Will she have bridesmaids? Who the best man is? Who the maid Nothing. of honour is? Nothing. What guests are coming? <laughs> she's very notoriously private about things like this. Apparently yeah, the reason why yeah. they've been so tight-lipped to yeah. is due to security as well. They're really keen not to have too many details out there as well. No, so right. we understand okay. it's due more yeah. just to security issues why she's been so secretive about this. But we all wish her well. We hope it goes ahead. Yeah, yeah, Third yeah, time absolutely. lucky, mm. <laughs> touch wood. <laughs> the only thing that may go against her is the weather, but I'm sure she has wet weather plans in place if there is a downpour, yeah. if they had planned an outdoor wedding. Yes, and one very committed journalist to doing the job, it's brilliant, uh, actually actually rang him up, Clark, and he said, I can't believe you thought to call me and you'd expect me to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, though. Well, you never know. That's, you've got to try. You, you don't ask, you don't get. Do That's know. right. That's right. That's right. But uh, apparently he's been a bit of the bridezilla, and I do know Jacinda has said in the past that she basically left all the planning to him. She's a very untraditional sort of bride. So I presume Clark and possibly Clark's family mm. as well have been the ones that have really yeah, been running yeah. the show. But Jacinda does have a bit of time on her hands these yeah. days, so maybe she stepped up to a bit more of right. the planning process. Exactly. So you never know. You never know. Yeah, never know. Clark is a fisherman by trade and has a very popular fishing program <laughs> here in New Zealand. Yes. So right. very known for his claim to fame. He can um, skin a fish with his teeth, believe it or oh, not. Oh, <laughs> Just a, a little Kiwi trick if you don't have a filleting knife and you're what out a on a bizarre your skill to have. shown yeah, members oh, of the God. public that you, it is possible to skin a fish with your teeth, with your teeth and your teeth only. So there you go. <laughs> I'm so pleased to hear that. Now, listen, we're, we're ashamed of this. We've seen this on television. Um, the, the Aussie muso who did the old five-finger discount at, the, at Queenstown. Naughty, naughty Australian musicians coming to New Zealand and leading us all astray. Can you believe this story? So Mm. the band Ocean Alley, they're an Aussie band. They were in New Zealand in Queenstown for a music festival. And this is where it all went wrong. So the keyboardist for this band, Lachlan Galbraith is his name. He's publicly apologised after a shock in Queensland. Queenstown yeah. shared CCTV footage of him shoplifting. He's admitted to it. So it was a hunting and fishing store in Queensland, Queenstown. They uploaded footage to f- social media showing the muso. He went into the store and he took the lid off one of a uh, very fancy reusable yeah. water bottle and he put the lid into his bath and then walked out of the store. Now, the store spotted this on CCTV, and more unfortunately, I think 
recognised the Mm. person in question that was taking the lid, Mm. uploaded it to their social media accounts and saying, look, we realise on New Year's Eve, because it was New Year's Eve this took place, that hydration is important, no worries, but please feel free to return the drink bottle cap if and when you can. Thank you very much. Good luck with the tour. Yes. At which point the keyboarders very shamefacedly apologised in public and I presume to the store as well for his actions, which he described as complete and utter foolishness. He said Mm -hmm. he reached out to the team and rectified the situation. So, Okay, well. Just buy the drink bottle next time. Yeah, just, you just, I presume maybe he had lost the lid off of his. Yes. Saw the price, saw oh, the yeah. hyped up prices in Queenstown when they put on the tourist yeah. tax there, and thought, oh, "I'm not paying for that. I'll just take the lid." But didn't realise no. that there was God, the eyes of the CCTV mm. cameras watching him the whole time. Always, always. Goodness me, dude! Just buy the bottle. Now, I I love this. Well, I, I love this story. Because it's a bloody scary story. What about the the Kiwi's fallen out of his tinny, fishing? Uh, and, oh, God, what a scary thing. Uh, Incredible. So yeah. this bloke, 61 years old, he had gone by himself fishing up, so they call it the Coromandel Peninsula, so that sort of coastal area up past Auckland, sort of like Sydney's northern beaches maybe. So he yeah, was by yeah. himself, 12-metre boat, plans to return the next day. He thinks, he, he says he hooked and tagged a marlin. He was about to release it back into the ocean where everything went wrong. He had the safety rail on the side of his boat down and he don't know, doesn't recall whether he tripped or the marlin pulled him in. But anyway, he found himself in the water. The boat idling tries to swim back to the boat. Classic. You can imagine how it happens. The boat's just gone. Oh, and he can't get back. Putting along, And yes. suddenly he's watching the boat disappearing on the horizon. Oh, he's treading water. No life jacket either, which makes it even worse. And he starts drifting in the current. There's no one else around him. It's January 2nd, so it's pretty quiet. Mm. So he starts treading water, Tim, thinking, well, at any moment someone's going to come along and see me and I'll be rescued. Scary. Boats yeah. go past. He's yelling and waving. They don't hear or see him. So he suddenly becomes resigned to his fate. He's not wearing a life jacket. He says what he's wearing is something similar to a safety harness that gives him some buoyancy to keep him afloat, but mm. not a lot. Gee. He starts treading water. He's there over night. Now, he says during the night time that at least one shark that he's aware of comes up and has a bit of a sniff and circles around him and then loses interest. He says every time after that, Mm. every time a bit of seaweed or anything touched him, he freaked out. Mm. He keeps treading water. He's thinking, and he said in interviews by this stage, he wants to keep himself alive long enough that if he does die, his family is going to be able to find his body and it will make life insurance easier. So you imagine all these thoughts that are going through his head during the night, the poor thing. Um, He says that he was reflecting on his life, thinking of his wife and his kids at Mm. home. 
still treading water by two o'clock the next afternoon when he had just about given up all hope. Three young blokes are heading out for a spot of game fishing and he thinks this is my last chance. He's wearing his watch, Tim, and he starts flashing his watch in the sun to try and make a reflection on the water to get these blokes' attention. They're on their tinny. They look out and think, is that a body in the water? Surely not. Should we go over and have a look? Mm. They go over and lo and behold, here is this poor bloke, 23 and a half hours Mm. he's been treading water and he's finally rescued. They take him back to shore and to hospital. So. Absolutely. Great I ending. mean, you use yeah. the word miracle rescue yeah. lightly some days, but this really and truly was one, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, I've only got a few seconds left, but I suppose the moral of the story is uh, don't be fishing for marlin out of your tinny. Wear a life jacket. <laughs> wear a life jacket, Please. Please, Please wear a wear life jacket. Oh, that's a great story to end on. Lovely to speak to you again. Happy New Year, yes. and we'll talk to you next week. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.